namaste welcome to cordialis presents working talks here we get into conversation with practicing advocates and try to present their point of view on various social legal and political affairs today we have advocate prasuk jain with us he's founder of lpj and partners llp he's an experienced legal practitioner with demonstrated history of working in the legal service industry He is skilled in arbitration, legal writing, corporate law, trials, civil and criminal litigation. Mr. Jain is an alumnus of Symbiosis Law School. Thank you so much sir for joining us today. Thank you Pragya for having me. It's indeed a great honor to be here. Sir, the Economic Times reported and I quote, Love Jihad, a match made in heaven, is being judged by the humans on earth. On this note, what exactly is this Love Jihad law enacted by UP and MP governments? See, basically, um, the Love Jihad law, as it's called, is actually the Uttar Pradesh prohibition of unlawful conversion of religion 2020. So, the object of the law is that if anybody is being forced to convert by either a third party or um, they are being pressurized to convert by somebody they care about then that person can be prosecuted under this law so um, what is strange about the Uttar Pradesh uh, prohibition of unlawful conversion of religion um, law is that uh, they talk about approval before you even apply for marriage so if i have to take if i have to marry somebody outside my religion i need to seek permission to do so so i have to inform the district magistrate 60 days in advance to do that now this is in direct contravention done uh, by converting without following the procedure prescribed in this law and it also prohibits any form of conversion unless and until the procedure prescribed in this law is followed. Um, it also targets the, the person who's getting the conversion done and his family members. So if um, I decide to marry a Muslim, like a Muslim a Hindu girl decides to marry a Muslim boy, so the person who can be punished under this law is not just the boy it is the parents or siblings of the boy and any other person uh, who who is related by blood also can be targeted under the law it is very unclear as to what is the basis of it but that is what the law uh, suggests can be done i think that's such so, sir, notionally, the laws apply to uh, with equal force to all interfaith marriages. However, for all practical purposes, this would affect Muslims. Why, sir? Uh, I think it's the political climate. The law doesn't specify any particular person, religion being targeted. But what we are noticing is that out of all the prosecutions that have happened since last year, which are, I think, about 50 now, all of them have been against Muslims. So one is basically assuming that this is being targeted against Muslims specifically. 
So since you talked about politics, my next question is: Under Prime Minister Narendra Modi's leadership, Bharatiya Janata Party government has put forward several anti-Muslim policies, and the latest is the clampdown on what it sees as love jihad. The belief that Muslims are seeking to deceive Hindu women through marriage and convert them to Islam, according to India t- Today's report uh, of January twenty twenty one, there is a strong belief among people in the country that uh, love jihad is a conspiracy to convert Hindu women to Islam, and only thirty six percent of the Indians uh, are of the opinion that there is no such conspiracy. So my question is whether there is an Islamic conspiracy or it is just a political agenda. Of course not. I think unfortunately we are as a country still have uh, base our politics on religion and caste, and that is what is being played by political parties to sort of garner votes. You know, Socrates said that only the graduate should be allowed to vote, but uh, in a democracy everybody votes, right? so if religion is what sells if the fear of conversion is what sells that is what the government does hindi mein kehte hain na jo dikhta hai wahi dikhta hai yes are these laws to peril to secularism modernity fraternity and freedom of expression absolutely See the biggest problem with this law is that you have to officially declare that you're converting your religion. Now my religion is something very very private. I'll give you my own example. I'm a Jain by religion. My sister had gone to to uh, to Colombia to study for journalism. She comes back and she says I'm becoming a Buddhist. So for I think 2 years she was a Buddhist. Now under this law if she doesn't declare that she's converted Buddhist then the person who actually converted her or he, or just can be prosecuted her i i get it what i'm trying to say like it's a personal choice even the fundamental rights talk about freedom of conscience so i as a person can just choose to change my religion the only prohibition that the honorable supreme court has on this is that look if for example there was a case where some, some a hindu person converted to uh, islam because they wanted to have four wives so the court said just because you want to marry multiple times and sort of circumvent the law relating to hindus you cannot do that but otherwise there is no restriction whatsoever it is our choice as a citizen of this country to choose whatever religion i want change my religion religion however i want and keep it private i do not have to disclose it to people there are judges of the delhi high court who don't even give their surname there are people so many people in the south to do that right because it is my choice i do not want to be identified by religion so why am i being forced to disclose to the government if i want to change my beliefs very true sir but we already had a special marriage act in india so what is the position of special marriage act after these enactments especially that uh, special marriage act was a central legislation and these love jihad laws of our uh, the uh, state government uh, enacted laws See the special marriage act is for two people who are of different religions and want to marry. So the special marriage act actually doesn't require conversion. So it has a formal process wherein somebody who uh, people of different faith if they want to marry they will have to go to the concerned officer give a 
notice for 30 days and then get married now the in the practical issue in these problems and the things that you see as a lawyer in court is the in delhi in up in uh, bombay people who are of interfaith like of different religions who are in love who want to get married they actually have to run away from home because the families will not accept accept it so when they do that they don't have the time to give a 30 day notice before they get married they can't do that right the whole point is that's what the special marriage act required so just because of the sheer fact that they love each other one of them would convert their religion and get married be it turning into a hindu or into a muslim or a christian whatsoever the whole point was that that could be done instantaneously without any formal court processes so that they are recognized as husband and wife now this law says that if you do this by conversion without following this process then that marriage is illegal your family members can be prosecuted uh, the person who actually does the does the ceremony without following the process will be arrested so besides the people who get married now a priest a hindu like a muslim uh, prof uh, uh, i'm i'm so sorry i don't even know what the muslim clergy is called but the muslim clergy or a or a priest or a uh, uh, or a krish uh, i'm What's the Christian priest called? Like the 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 father, Jinko Father, father, father only, right? Basically, the, them, they they can be arrested because they did not inform the government that there is a couple who have come to me and they want to get married. So there's a fear psychosis being created, right? That agar may if I go and uh, if I somebody comes to me and says we want to get married, so the man marrying them has to make sure that they're of the same religion. Has to make sure that they have all the right documentation to support what they're saying. If he does not have that, then he will go to jail for five to ten years. If he does more than two marriages, three marriages, he can go to jail for ten years. So it's the fear being created that no conversion should take place. And listen, until the constitution is changed, doing something like that is completely illegal. as you said constitution uh, is in preamble guarantees secularism article 25 gives freedom of religion and as you said um, religion is a very private matter so do you think these laws are anti constitutional or illegal language ultra wires um so i think the last thing that i said answer that question but i'll just say that again that when you are targeting the man who is going to marry you or marry two people just to create a fear psychosis when you are going to target the family members of the people who get married when you are going to put the onus on the person who is getting married to show that it was a fair marriage so let's say a boy and girl get married the girl after getting married comes under the family's pressure and says listen i was forced to get married just because her father is upset and threatening to commit suicide the mother is not eating food whatever the family pressures might be and she says i was forced to get married now everybody of the boy's family go to jail that's what this law is so if this is not unconstitutional then what would be in fact justice nariman just yesterday passed an order because a pil was filed by some people who said that there is a mass propagation of conversion of religion 
and justice nariman being the brilliant man he is dismissed it saying that these kind of uh um like dilit right to propagate your religion is a matter of fundamental right so something like this should cannot be prohibited so when you have judges like this i hope this law gets struck down by the supreme court so my uh, next question is is ucc a solution to this breakdown of true essence of principles of brotherhood secularism and equality in the indian democracy now this will be completely different to my earlier opinion but i think ucc would be a good thing very difficult to implement because ultimately then it's everybody understands what the policies are today a hindu doesn't know what uh, what are the right to succession what are the right to minors what are the right to marriages in a muslim a muslim doesn't know about hindu christians have different laws parsis have different laws so it if we can have a uniform ucc which is fair to all religions it would be a great thing see goa has done it and has done it very successfully for the longest time but the point is can the remaining country adopt it if it can i think it would be a great achievement by the country actually my next question was whether ucc is feasible or not uh, but recently chief justice of india said that we should look into the practical situations of ucc in goa and intellectuals should understand how goa has uh, implemented it so nicely so uh, if goa can do it can india do it i hope so um lastly do you think the punishments in the laws uh, on qazis or uh, relatives of the people are justified under constitution apart from secularism see it can't be right what they are punishing you for is for get converting somebody's religion by presuming that it was done with by fraud and misrepresentation and the onus is on the qazi to show that he did not do that now how is a man who's been accused of uh, converting somebody with uh, for illegal purposes supposed to prove this right it is only a personal opinion i can change my opinion tomorrow and that is considered valid so a, a, a prophet or a qazi who converts two people into muslims or a hindu priest who converts two people into hindus would be uh, You cannot show that those people are willing to do it or they wanted to do that, but he will be prosecuted. The family members of the person uh, who who have nothing to do with it, maybe they don't even talk to the couple. They have not. They can be arrested and prosecuted. So if uh, so, like something like this is completely, completely uh, unfair and wrong to these people. Thank you so much, sir. It was a very interesting conversation. And what are your suggestions for young uh, advocates or budding lawyers like me? Uh, how should we establish ourselves uh, if under the ambit of such weird laws? Yeah, anybody who wants to litigate or go into I don't know corporate or any place, they should just intern, intern, and intern. The more you can intern, the better it is because. one of the problems that we have in law school is that the practical side is never taught to us so once you finish your law school of 5 years and you're expecting to be paid well because you've put in so much money and effort into completing law school that doesn't translate because one doesn't have the practical knowledge 
but if you actually intern throughout the year if possible work now the vc internships are possible and you can get good offices that give you work and you can learn new things then that would be the best thing possible thank you so much for actually having you here with us and thank you our listeners for joining us stay safe stay sanitized study hard thank you prakash